Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now we're going out to the leadoff hotline to talk to our friend Seth Kaiser. He's the Chiefs film analyst for The Athletic. You can read his work there. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's at RealMNChiefsFan. Seth, how you doing this morning, man? Always appreciate the time. Hey, I'm doing pretty well, man. It's always it's always good to chat with you. Just uh, fighting off the allergies up here in Minnesota. Oh, it's the best down here in Kansas City. We are uh, we are expecting. They said a non-zero chance of tornadoes, so that's that's fantastic. Can't wait for it. It's gonna be great. Non-zero. Yikes. <laughs> exactly. It said it, it is. It's unlikely, but a non-zero <laughs> chance of tornadoes. So it's gonna be great. As I said, we were talking with Seth Kaiser. He's the Chiefs film analyst for The Athletic. All right, Seth, um, let's start with this. Earlier this week, the Chiefs added to their defense. They traded a sixth-round pick for a linebacker by the name of Darren Lee. What did you think about the move? I like it. Um, I'm still sifting through his film. Uh, I plan on getting a film review up on him probably early next week. For me, it takes time. I'm one of those freaks. I insist on charting like every snap for like five or six games before I can feel like I know a player. One thing I can see from him is he's got a ton of speed. He's he's solid in coverage. He gets proper depth. He he seems like he can do sideline to sideline. He basically is, is is a will linebacker, which is something the Chiefs, they, they have maybe in Dorian O'Daniel, but you can't be 100% sure. And so I like the fact that he's different from Hitchens, Raglan, Wilson. He provides something that they didn't have, which is a proven quality starter at the position. I, I love Dorian O'Daniel, but he's not, you know, he's not as proven. And so I like the move. I mean, you basically gave him away for a, a you know, a song and a dance. You, you got him. And so if you get him in a contract year, he's got every motivation to play as well as possible. I, I like it a lot. It, it added talent to a position group that I know some people are concerned about. And now we're at a point to where, from all appearances, it'll be maybe Wilson, Hitchens, and then Lee, with uh, O'Daniel playing more of a, of a nickel role and that kind of thing. And I'm actually very comfortable with that trio as your, as your linebacker group. We were looking at this earlier today, Seth, and out of the 11 starters that the Chiefs had last year, only four are expected to be starters again this year. It's Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, Anthony Hitchens, and then uh, Kendall Fuller on the outside at corner. When you look at this defense, and you, I mean, you grinded the film as much as anybody on the defense from last year. Is it even fair at this point to compare it to what they did last year? Because it's, it's it's a totally different scheme, a totally different coaching staff, and now the personnel is just it's it's not it doesn't even resemble what they had a year ago. I don't I don't know if you can necessarily compare function because, like you said, totally different scheme. And here's the interesting thing: even when they run similar things in terms of personnel, you know, people make too big a deal about the shift from a thirty-four to a forty-three. Right. Because you're talking like maybe twenty-five percent of the snaps there. But it's so different schematically. Uh, you know, what Spagnolo does and what Sutton does are just very different things in terms of assignment and scheme. And so functionally, I don't think you can really compare them much. 
I think it's going to be all results oriented. It's going to be, you know, do they improve? Not necessarily do they collect more stats or more whatever, but do they improve like with football outsiders DVOA? Are they allowing fewer yards per play? Are they more efficient overall? I think that's the only way you can compare. And obviously with this much overhaul, you are basically saying we recognize there was a huge issue here and we are going to fix it. And so I've seen someone say this, I think it might have even been you guys, talking about the fact that Veach has really put his stamp on the defense. Like, this is like the biggest overhaul since he arrived. I mean, the offense is pretty much, you know, Pat Mahomes, a lot of guys that Dorsey drafted. The defense is now Brett Veach's baby. It is, and we're talking with Seth Kaiser of The Athletic. You can read his work there and check him out on Twitter, at fan. The one question that I still have for the defense, and I know I, I make people mad because I hone on hone in on it a lot, but I think it is a, a legitimate issue, but the cornerback spot. They've got Bashad Breeland, yep. who they brought in, but then other than that, it's basically the same guys as a year ago. Travarius Ward, Kendall Fuller, those are expected to be the starters for you this year. How concerned yep. or how not concerned are you, I guess, is another option about the corners that the Chiefs have right now. You know, I just wrote about this, an article that came out yesterday. I've been beating the Patrick Peterson drum forever um, for a variety of reasons because of what you're talking about. I personally really like the Bashad Breeland signing. He's played, he's played well at corner for three years in a row, including last year where he jumped into Green Bay midseason, had to learn a completely new scheme, and he still played well. He played in slot, which is not ideal for his skill set, and he still did well. So that's impressive to me. I view him as a proven solid corner. I view Kendall Fuller as a proven good corner with possibly a higher ceiling, like what he did in Washington. But then after that, you've got, you know, Ward, who has played uh, basically four or five games, right? And then you've got a bunch of question marks. You've got a few other guys. After Ward, you've got a bunch of rookies and then a few journeymen who have bounced around the league. And that's it. And so no matter what, even if you get your best case scenario and let's say Ward plays really well, like he did to close out the year last year, you're one injury away from a completely terrifying situation. And that is not where you want to be with corner. You don't want to only be three deep with guys you're comfortable with at corner. Um, And that's concerning for me. And that's, again, in your best case scenario where everyone plays like you're hoping they'll play. And then there's also the issue of maybe top-level talent. Kendall Fuller played decently last year, not as well as he played in Washington the year before. So you've got to wonder, who is that top guy? Who's that guy when they play, you know, whatever, if you play a team like the Texans, who is that guy that you can point to, DeAndre Hopkins? And no one can shut down Hopkins. But you need someone who can at least try to go shot for shot with him. Do they have that guy? And that's a question mark, too. So I think it's easily the biggest question mark on the team. People talk about, like, wide receiver and that kind of stuff. I think, look, it's an Andy Reid-led offense with Patrick Mahomes quarterbacking. It's going to be good. (laughs) It's inevitable, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, that corner situation, that's problematic. Andy Reid found a way to win, like, 10 games without a wide receiver catching a touchdown over the course of the entire season (laughs) with Alex Smith leading the offense. Like, I think he's going to find a way to make the offense work. The question is now, can he get some stops? When you got a third down and you're in the AFC championship game going up against Tom Brady, can you find a way oh. to get one stop? That's all you need. Just yeah, one. one. One out of like 10 would be amazing. You know, just one third and 10 stop. 
You would be absolutely, and I completely agree. What I keep telling people is, you know, people say, oh, man, is the offense going to take a huge step back? Is it going to fall out of the top ten? The Chiefs had a top five offense in 2017 with Tyreek Hill in a more limited role, with no Sammy Watkins, with a worse offensive line group overall, in my opinion, and with Alex Smith at quarterback instead of Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be a good offense, a very, very good offense. But like you said, can you get one stop? And not necessarily can you play well against like the Cincinnati Bengals during the regular season, but can you, like you said, the AFC Championship, get just one, just a couple, something to help the offense out to where it doesn't have to be these shootouts because that's what the Chiefs kept losing last year. They, they had to have the ball last or they knew they would lose. And that's not something that can be repeated again. And the problem is, like what you're saying, and you know, people get bothered that you keep saying it, I think that means you should shout it even louder. <laughs> the corner situation is really the last thing standing. Right. They address safety. They've addressed the front four really well, I think. Um, now they've addressed the linebackers, and I think with Wilson as a Sam and Lee as a, as a Will and Hitchens as a, as a Mike, I think they're doing all right there. The last thing standing is this corner group, and it's really frustrating if you feel like you're one step away and not doing anything about it. Right, and and that's what's frustrating, I think, for me is like, Okay, great. You replace Steve Nelson with Bashad Breeland. I like it. It's 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 a it's a yeah. good move. You got cheaper. You get probably a fourth round comp pick as a result. So you basically traded Steve Nelson for cap space plus Bashad Breeland plus a twenty twenty fourth round pick. Really smart move, <laughs> Brett Beach. I like it. That's a great job. Now go finish the yeah. position. Like now go go upgrade and continue to do so. We're talking with Seth Kaiser. He's the Chiefs film analyst for the Athletic, and you can follow him on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs Fan. All right, Seth, I wanted to throw one more thing at you. Um, you said you think the offense is going to be really good next year. I agree with you. Yep. I do think there is one thing based on news that we heard yesterday. I'm going to play a clip for you. We can react to it on the other side because John Clayton went on a radio station in Pittsburgh and said this about Le'Veon Bell. Is it is there a chance they would trade him before the season started? Any chance? If, if a team is interested, yeah. I can see it. I don't know what team right now is looking for a running back, but I think that Adam would do that in a second. Okay, so he's talking about Adam Gase, who is the head coach <laughs> and the general manager now for the New York Jets. A few specifics. Le'Veon Bell is owed $3.5 million to a team that would trade for him this year. Right. It would then be right. owed $13.5 million next year. That's a lot of money for a one-year deal, but $13.5 million on basically a franchise tag next year. And then any team that trades for him can cut him with no dead money. So it's a two-year, $17 million contract. If right. I told you right now, Seth Kaiser, that the Chiefs could trade, let's say next year's third-round pick or a conditional third, something like that, would you be interested in doing that if you're the Chiefs? For Le'Veon Bell? Absolutely. <laughs> and here's, here's the reason why. Bell is a unique running back. Everyone knows it. Probably the best running back in the NFL. Probably. He also is such an exceptional receiver that he fits beautifully into what the Chiefs are trying to do. And so, I mean, it's not like they can't create the cap space that they would need in turn, you know, get rid of another running back or two. I, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that, you know, the whole running backs don't matter movement, the analytics behind it. I get all that. However, situationally, mm -hmm. changing from one running back to another does matter. Skill sets do matter. And the Chiefs are one situation where 
Le'Veon Bell, who would be actually a really great fit. And that's the funny thing. I wouldn't be in favor of giving Bell this massive contract sure. because I, ultimately we all have seen we've seen what Spencer Ware has done in the offense. We've seen what Damian Williams has done. We've seen you know every running back has flourished. However. That deal, I mean, if you're going to really, and that's why I started laughing because I saw that. It's just, what a tire fire. I mean, it's just so crazy that you would eat that kind of dead money if you're the Jets. That would just be crazy. It is. But, now, for what it's worth, and this should be stated, if you were to trade for him, I, I believe that the Chiefs would lose their fourth-round comp pick next year. So, like, you'd be giving up basically yeah. a fourth-rounder plus whatever you would also have to give up in terms of the draft pick compensation. So, it's more than just whatever you would trade, but you're also, you know, getting Le'Veon Bell and potentially winning a Super Bowl, which seems relevant here. Right. It's absolutely relevant. And when you look at the fact that the Chiefs have a lot of uncertainty with the, with the Tyreek Hill situation, mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen there. One way that they could compensate for that would be to run a ton of two running back sets. And, I mean, if you had two running backs set with Damian Williams and Le'Veon Bell, both of whom can line up in the slot and motion out and just completely destroy other teams' personnel groupings and scheme, why not do it? And so I would be perfectly okay because Le'Veon Bell is one of the few running backs that I think moves the needle enough in the passing game that there's, there, there's something to be had there. And, I mean, if you're if you're kind of looking to reformulate things a little bit, why not? I have no problem. I, I would if the Chiefs, you know, if everyone talks about AJ Green with the Bengals and what they have, if the Chiefs wanted to trade for AJ Green, I'm here for it. I would love to see them try to hang sixty a game on people. Hey, he is Seth Kaiser. He is tremendous. You can read his work over at the Athletic. He's a Chiefs film analyst. You can also follow him on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs fan. Seth, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for affirming my belief that the Chiefs should trade. <laughs> For Le'Veon Bell. We'll talk again soon, man. Thanks so much. Sounds great. Take care. Yeah, you bet. That is Seth Kaiser joining us here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.